some of you may have noticed, some of you may not. We we just recently, uh, we didn't install it, but it's there. It's, it's a bike rack, all right? And so, yeah, man, listen, we, here, here's the thing, guys, and I don't know if you noticed, but we, we, we go through a lot of work and a lot of detail because what we want to do is when you come to visit us, you're our guests, all right? First and foremost, that's how we see you. That's how we treat you. We love you. We're so happy that you're here with us. And so when you show up, if you have a bike, we want you to park your bike up and we want you to feel comfortable and know that it's going to be safe. What we're going to do is we're going to keep those three uh, benches, seating areas, we're going to keep that clear as best as we can. So if you have a bike and you're worried about it, turning on missing or what have you, just sit down next to your bike and you don't got to worry about that. You don't have to stand and eat or stand straight on your bike. Take a load off, sit down next to your bike, know that it's going to be all right for the night. Does that sound good? Sounds good? All right. Am I missing anything else? What am I missing? Make sure they pick up their phone. I don't think anybody's going to forget that, but just in case you might, pick up your phone because the lost and found is at the pawn shop. <laughs> That's right, I said it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Young. Thank you, Mr. Young. I appreciate that. All right, so it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and, and I want to share a story with you. Actually, what I want to do is I want to I want to share two stories. But I got to tell you the first story in order to paint a perfect picture to explain the second story to you. All right? So here's the first story. About four years ago, our church did a beach baptism, right? And it was like 400 people out, out at Cocoa Beach for this beach baptism. And everybody was there, their families, their kids, and everything else. Um, some of you may know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor at this church, and so we're out in the ocean, we're baptizing people. It was a beautiful day, right? Somewhere over the course of the afternoon, my youngest, I got three boys, my youngest at three years of age walks away from his mom. Crowded beach, nowhere to be found. I, I can hear my wife above everything else. I can hear her screaming my name. And I, and I look to her, I find her, and she says, Judah is missing. He's lost. I, this is gonna be a gross part of the story, but this is what happened. I, I literally, I started dry heaving. And, and I started running around, and I'm scattered, and I'm looking around, and I'm watching her, and the look on her face is making me even sicker. And I'm running, and I'm like, Ooh and I'm really trying not to throw up. That, that, that reaction was the only thing that I could muster up. But what I was feeling, total panic, y'all. Is he in the water? Is he drowning? Did somebody take him? Where's he at? Am I ever gonna see him again? His mother's not gonna live through this. My other two boys are safe now, but we can't find this little man anywhere. I'm running through the crowd, running up and down, looking through all of these tents, looking at the ocean, running back up to the sand. I'm all over the place. It felt like it was forever. Somebody grabs me and he stops me and he looks me in the face and says, has anybody went to the lifeguard and told him what your son is wearing and what he looks like? So run up to the lifeguard. He's three years old, little nappy head kid. I'm joking. He's wearing red swimsuit, red shirt, da 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 da. In literally 
15 seconds. They radioed down. They found my boy three lifeguard stands away from where we were in the water. <sighs> Listen, y'all, my heart stopped. I'm not afraid of a lot. I'm from Brooklyn. In the house. But I have never been as scared as I was that day. And I have never been that scared since. Y'all, I was shook. I never want to feel like that way again. And for whatever reason, God dropped that memory in my head this weekend. And then he dropped this second story in my head. And it comes out of the book of Luke chapter 15. And it's a short one, right? It starts off in verse one, it says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbling saying, this man received sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And here's the, the picture that I needed to paint for you tonight. We read that parable and everybody acts like they know it. I've heard this before, I grew up hearing this. But I need you to not look at that story from the point of the lost sheep. I need you to look at that story from the point of the shepherd. You see, the flock meant everything to the shepherd. It's his livelihood. It's his food. It's his bread and butter. It's his money. It's his life. That he would leave the safe ones. What is he thinking when he's going after that lost sheep? I think of our Father in heaven. Looking at us. Lost as we can be. Sometimes on our best day. Right? Comfortable in our own sins. Comfortable in our own life. Comfortable in our own existence that's very, very far from him. And he's wondering, where's he at? When's he gonna come home? Is he gonna come home? Am I gonna see him again? Man, that first story, really brought that second story to life to me this weekend. You know, people say you don't experience a lot of things until you have kids, right? Not everybody out here is a parent, but everybody out here is a child. A child of natural parents, and a child of our spiritual father in heaven. Some of us are so lost, we don't even know we're lost. Some of us are so far from him, we don't even realize 
He's waiting for us to come home. Some of us don't even know our value, don't even know our worth to understand what God must feel like looking at us, looking at us down here, making a mess of everything, making a mess of ourselves. And you know, the, the funny thing about this story is, is, listen, Jesus wasn't telling this story to the sinners and the tax collectors. Y'all hear me right now? He was telling this story to the people that were supposed to know better. The people that had the scripture memorized. The people that were supposed to be the teachers. He's out here schooling them because they were lost and had no idea. Y'all, we got to understand our work. We walk around this world chasing after stuff that's like dust in the wind. We let our emotions get the best of us. We let issues at home destroy us. We let past trauma keep us stuck when we should be climbing up and out of that. We let the things of this world dictate our place in the next. And the whole time, Jesus is like, where you at? Because I'm right here. Where, where you at? You know, scripture says that a man ain't gonna, maybe a righteous man might die for a friend. Maybe. Jesus died for those who hated him the most. He died for us before we were even an inkling, even a thought. Think about that. 3,000 years ago, he died for us. And I can only imagine that he's looking at us and he's just wondering. And he's just hoping. And he's just waiting waiting for us to find him. Like for real, for real. Not, not like we say we do. Listen, we, we all find ourselves lost in one way or another. And I thank God for his grace for that one. Listen, amen? Like for real, for real, right? Thank God for mercy. Thank God for sacrifice. Listen, I'm telling y'all, it's time to come home. It's, it's, it's overdue for some of us. It's time to make peace with whatever you gotta make peace with. It's time to open our eyes and recognize the things that you've been chasing just ain't worth it. It's time to look at your station in life right now and just want more. And I'm not talking about riches. I'm not talking about a house. I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Happiness is a worldly thing. Joy is a spiritual thing. You don't need the stuff of this world for joy. You don't need it. I disagree. 
You can disagree. We can talk about it. Listen, you're going to be wrong at the end of our conversation. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now, but we can talk about it. You ever heard Paul say, I know how to abase and I know how to abound? <laughs> through all things. I can do and be all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do broke. I'd rather do rich. But I can do broke. Okay? All right. All right. We don't got to stay lost, ladies and gentlemen. That's a personal choice. I want you to know how I would prefer, for, prefer you to be. And you already know how your father prefers you to be. So I don't know where you at, and I'm going to pray. And if you want to pray with me afterwards, I'll take a line. I'll pray with every single one of you. I'll, I'll fill up that garbage can and dunk your head in it if you need to be baptized. <laughs> Listen. Repentance is here, ladies and gentlemen. Forgiveness is here, ladies and gentlemen. Drop, drop those burdens at the foot of the cross and experience freedom now. And then, ladies and gentlemen, you will have that joy that surpasses all understanding. Amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you. You fired me up, God. I ain't gonna lie. I've been waiting. To, I've been waiting to share this one for a minute. You, you, you hit me hard this weekend, and I thank you for that. But I, I want, I want, I want my brothers and sisters to hear me when I say this. I don't come out here to preach at them. I need them to know that you preached to me first, and I received it, Lord. I humbled myself before it, Lord, and then I prayed about the best way for me to share it with my brothers and sisters because there is so much joy in knowing you, Lord. There is so much joy in communion with you, Lord. There is so much joy in, in even when you break us and build us back up. The breaking ain't so pretty, Lord, but the building up is phenomenal. And I thank you for that every day, Lord, that I'm not who I was yesterday. I thank you, thankful that you, that you found me, that there I was, wading around in the water, not even knowing I was about to drown. And you snatched me up and you brought me home. My prayer today is that my brothers and sisters in front of me, brothers and sisters behind me, would allow you to do the same for them. And so I pray for that surrender. I pray for that obedience, Lord. And I pray for the blessings upon blessings that come with that. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our homeless food share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.